Woe is me, for I'm ruined. Welcome to the Woe is Me podcast with Isaiah Gonzalez and Jory Norton. Thank you for listening, and God bless. What's going on, guys? People loved the last podcast with uh, Mikey. That was a great uh, discussion that we have. But Amen. what I'm really... What I'm really looking forward to this week is uh, me and Jory. It's just me and him today yeah. that we'll be talking about the power of prayer. And Jory yeah. really, um, really wanted to talk about this one ever since camp also because God moved through par- prayer a lot at camp. I'm getting Jesus chills just talking about it, man. Like that was some of the most intense, amazing things that I've ever seen in my life. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm I'm really glad that we're going to be talking about this because I think prayer is like the number one thing because yeah. That's like the biggest thing in Christian life, you know. Uh mm-hmm. the power of prayer, you know, you have healing of physically, emotionally, spiritually, but just having that connection. Right. And Jory, what um you really got down in your heart about the connection with God? Yeah, man. Well, really just, and I have a few uh, scriptures that are going to back up what I'm saying, but just kind of going to go on my soapbox real quick. And it's just really cool to me that like we have a one-on-one direct communication with like the creator of the entire universe. Mm. Like we get to sit down, we get to have our own conversations with him. We get to uh, ask for the things that we need. And that's what, um, and this first scripture that I've written down uh it which is John 7:37 um it says that sorry let me get to it um on the last and greatest day of the festival Jesus stood and said in a loud voice let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink and that's really inspiring not only because like he's saying whoever wants and not only uh Israelites could come like he was literally saying whoever wants to come to him can and also I did a little bit more digging um, in other versions, he's talking about water. So, um, of course, in our essential, like our everyday essentials as human beings, we need water to live. And so he's saying basically like, come to me and like, you'll have a good life, like, or not have a good life, but like, you'll have life through me. And mm-hmm. that's something that was also really, really cool to me. Um, flip over, um, I also, what, uh, persistence was something that I, uh, read a lot about was that like, if you're going through something or the more physical example that it gave was, um, or that made sense to me in my head is that if you were out in the middle of a desert and you came across this house and like you were out there for like days, months, and like you were dying of thirst, you were dying of starvation, whatever it was you're not going to come up to this house that you find randomly and you're not just going to knock once and be like, Oh, didn't answer. Like you're going to keep knocking. You're going to be persistent and you're going to, and it literally says, let me make sure that this is the right verse that I have. Um, if I can find it. Um, but it literally says to those who seek will find and those who ask will receive. Um, but also be persistent with your prayers. Um, Mm. Don't think that God doesn't hear you because he does. Um, Just God doesn't work on human time as much as we wish that he did, as much as we wish we had everything immediately right then and there. That's not how God works. And so just be persistent 
um, God works on the time that he needs to work on. And like he, everything has a silver lining. He has control of it. You just have to trust him and have faith that he's got it. Um, and then really just the last thing that I really wanted to talk about. And we talked about this at camp and it was something that Mikey said, uh, that I also, um, is really important. Like he said something like pray because you know, it can happen. Not don't pray out, out of fear. Like, pray believing in your heart because you know God can do that because he's raised people from the dead. He's come up from the dead himself. Like, pray because you know that he can have supernatural hearing and or uh, supernatural healing and that um, he can do the – you know he can do anything that he sets himself to do. Uh, don't just pray out of fear um, because then that's not really faith. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. And just going back, the, I think Matthew 7, 7 really connects with with what you just said last um, about just like knowing that he will, you know, because uh, I don't know if you said that one part on Matthew 7, 7, but at the end it says knock and it will be opened and the door will be opened. And yeah. I think what I really loved about that that part of it, uh, we knock and it's going to be open so we should we should be knocking already knowing that it will be open not like right. hoping that it will be and exactly and but really awesome is that god says it will be open but not when it will be open yeah and it's it's very hard for christians to just be patient you know there's this right. good saying it's like god's timing isn't off we're just impatient and that's 1000% exactly. true and I couldn't agree with that more. And what um, what I really what I really find uh, myself really looking into in the power of prayer is just what us as disciples of Jesus are supposed to do as we make yeah. disciples. And uh, what I really went into is First um, Peter. I think it was chapter one or two, uh, talking to all of them, and he's pretty much just saying like, it's like have hope, uh, have hope for what's about to come, have hope for the people um who are persecuting them because the people who he's um writing to peter he's um writing to people who are being persecuted and he's saying pray on their behalf he's telling those people who are being persecuted to pray for the people who are persecuting them so i think it's really important as us as christians to do is that um is to pray on behalf of unbelievers pray on the half lost of the wicked, of the, of the selfless, selfish people, you 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 must pray for them. I can't sweat, say that yeah. enough that you have to pray for them because, um, because in First Timothy two one says, uh, I urge you first of all to pray for all people, all people. Ask God to help them, intercede yeah. on their behalf, and give thanks to them. You see, because if God tells us to love everyone and i think if god god wouldn't want us to pray for unbelievers if he wasn't going to answer our prayers right and uh what's really even more awesome is that we are we are also considered high priests and whenever we go Mm -hmm. back into the old testament scripture you see there was always this one high priest who would go into the tabernacle and pray on other people's behalf but now since Jesus is the new t- tabernacle, we are the world priesthood who should pray on other people's behalf to Jesus. You see, he is our mediator between Jesus and God. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of um, weight that goes on our shoulders mm-hmm. as we 
as we go through being priest or royal right. priest, uh, I think we're supposed to be calling out sin. And that's that's another one is whenever we identify sin and that's dangerous prayers. We'll go over that in a minute. But uh, whenever we just identify sins, we ask God to just help us keep our children, our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable. Right. But I think we're also supposed to be like the answers to our own prayers, you know? Like like, yeah, oh, like man, God, conviction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we're like conviction God. runs big time into that because, like, oh, yeah. you'll be saying this prayer over like all these other people or whatever, and then you'll realize, be like the whole like stick in your own eye or whatever. Like, man, I yeah. kind of end up falling into the same category, and so, and you don't want to feel like a hypocrite, and so it's really hard whenever you're trying to hold each other accountable and also holding yourself accountable. Yeah, um, at the same time. Yeah, and I really and I really think that's a huge deal too because whenever we tell um God, we're like, God help them, God bless them, God mm-hmm. um please save them, it's like God can't just like go to them and boom, you know, like right. if he can, but that's what we're down here for, you know. Right. We want us to reach out to them ourselves. So that's what I mean by no us doubt. being um the prayers to the solutions, the prayers for all the hurt in the world. And um, there's also Ephesians 1, uh, chapter 1, 15 through 23, that has a big thing about how we're supposed to pray for the world. Um, you see, we're supposed to pray for the lost, the least, and the last. We're supposed to pray for the people who don't know Jesus, 100%. Right. That's how, I think that's the main way of how we're supposed to be disciples, is mm-hmm. um, prayer, pray for others. Right. And like, there's no telling what type of light that you will be in someone's life for Jesus yeah. just by praying for them or praying with them. Like, um, that's why I, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of y'all that listen to this, follow me on Instagram, but like, that's why I make sure at, at every single one of the end of my live streams, like I make sure that I tell them that I love you guys and I'm praying for you guys. Cause you have no idea what's going on in their life or what has happened in their shoes and their testimony on why they don't know Jesus or why they're mad at Jesus or why Christianity is just not their thing yeah. is because you don't know how they've been hurt or how they have been turned away from the church. And so whenever you can be that light and whenever you can pray for someone or pray with someone and show them that it's just this big loving family is what it is. Even though we keep each other in check, we hold each other accountable. Like you're gonna mess up, and your your brother and your your sister in Christ are gonna hold you up for that. Whenever you pray with someone and show them that light, and show them that you have a Creator that loves you, and you have a God that loves you, and you have a Savior, it really points them in the right direction for the rest of their life walk with Christ. And I really believe that's another reason why prayer is so really important. I think this is something else that I really jot down that that's really important. I think none of this life, none of these healings of uh, physical healing, spiritual healing and uh, healing emotionally can really not happen without the Holy spirit. Mm. Uh, the Holy spirit, man, is just i think is overshadowed um i mean it's i mean everybody thinks about it but i think it's really overshadowed by jesus and the father whenever he works and plays just as much as the other two in the trinity and when whenever jesus healed people um none of it would have been possible without the holy spirit that was inside him even though he is god even though he is jesus but whenever um jesus did um leave this place 
whenever he did leave earth to go to heaven, he promised us the Holy Spirit. Because you see, mm -hmm. um, we really can't do any of this stuff without the power of the Holy Spirit. Like Jesus had the power of the Holy yeah. Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't like a, a power or a superpower, you know. He's he's a person. He's a third person of the Trinity. He's yeah. like not just something that just he he'll go he'll go inside you, you know. He'll he'll do amazing things within you. That's what I think the Holy Spirit is also a huge accountability person too, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I pray, I tell um, the Holy Spirit, I was like, you're allowed to be with me. You're allowed to convict me. You're allowed to yeah to just keep me accountable with that conviction. And there's a huge difference between uh, conviction of the Holy Spirit and judgment because judgment is from Satan and the kingdom exactly. of darkness and conviction is from um, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it really yeah. is hard to figure out which one's which. But if you're truly praying and you truly ask the Holy Spirit to be with you, you know the difference. Uh, he talks about his disciples in Acts whenever he says the... The Holy Spirit will be with them whenever they speak in, speak in tongues. In Acts chapter 2, whenever on the day of Pentecost, whenever they stayed 3,000 people. Then again in Acts chapter 3, the Holy Spirit was moving. I think um, mm -hmm. the Acts is just a huge, a huge like Holy Spirit thing. I mean, if um, if it wasn't called Acts, I would have called it like just the Holy Spirit for how amazing <laughs> it moves and it saves people. Yeah. Because I really define that. And um, just once again at camp like the holy spirit was on fire you know Everywhere. i think yeah whenever whenever we say keep this fire underneath our feet and keep me on yeah. fire for the lord that's the holy spirit you yeah. on fire you know he's the one that keeps you that flame and whenever you're truly deep in prayer whenever you're truly deep in prayer with god just having that quiet time if you ever have it you really feel his presence mm -hmm. and it's just an amazing thing whenever you're so deep in prayer and that's what we felt at camp, you know, just everything. The Holy Spirit was everywhere around camp. Whenever we were at worship, whenever we were just eating uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, he was just present. Yeah. And I really find that that was one of my, yeah, that was one of my biggest prayers at camp because like Isaiah was saying, like he was working everywhere. Um, and not that he wasn't working in some places. It was just as we were saying earlier, like it says here in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. It says, uh, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And yeah. that's not really a problem, but just with the younger kids that we had at camp, like these freshmen <laughs> and these younger kids, yeah. they were just, they didn't, they haven't really been to camp. They didn't really understand what was going on. And so they weren't really asking for that to happen. And so that was one of my biggest prayers while I was at camp is just like move in this place and oh, show yeah. them what, what you can do. Because like, even even as strong as me and Isaiah are in our faith, like it is really hard sometimes just to have blind faith in the Lord. And that's oh, something yeah. that we talked about at camp too. And so me, like all of us are just inviting the Holy spirit into, into camp and like into our sanctuary, wherever we were, whether we were on the hill or in chapel or whatever it was, it's really inviting the Holy spirit into this place and just letting him work, like letting him do what he does. And I feel like it really brought people closer, even the younger kids in our group. It really brought them closer with the Lord because they really saw like physically saw people get healed, physically saw people th cast burdens away that when they re finally realized were no longer theirs. Like they saw yeah. 
the Holy Spirit move in such a real and such a raw way yeah. that it really strengthened their relationship because yeah. all, all of us that were praying and all of us that were like giving everything away, we were seeking him with all of our hearts. And so I feel like it really was just a true testament to how God can move and how the Holy Spirit moves. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I um, just whenever we were talking about like people did get healed there physically, yeah. spiritually, physically. emotionally just physically was awesome you saw people they were talking about their knee they were talking about just um some of their like finger problems you know it was just like this monumental ACL, things that, like this even, torn yeah ACL even, healed. yeah you see even like these tiny healings you know that really brings you closer to god because yeah. people need a i think it is important for people to witness what god mm-hmm. can do and that's what the holy spirit and you know mm-hmm. um and if you i've i've always felt this thing on my chest like ever since the beginning of the summer, I was like, man, there's something that I just need to get off my chest. And I haven't thought yeah. of it. Like I, I thought about it, but I couldn't get it out of my head and couldn't think about what it was. But right whenever I hit camp, the Holy Spirit, I, I seeked God with all my heart. The Holy Spirit convicted me and said, this is what's wrong. And it's just like, whenever you find out what's wrong, you can fix it with Jesus. It's amazing blood that cleanses us as sinners and oh, yeah. uh, just that fact and just how powerful prayers can be and uh, just whenever Jory said for the Holy Spirit to move uh, I really yeah. do think about what Mikey said and uh, he said God you have permission to mess with my life exactly. oh, he told everyone to say that and I, like, you know, some people meant it. I meant it when I said it, but you know, oh, some yeah. people might not have, and you know, that's okay. But the dangerous prayers. Right. Whenever dangerous prayers are so powerful, so yeah. powerful. But the first thing I want to say is don't pray these prayers if you're not ready. Right. And I, I read this um, one thing and this person was talking, you know, He's a youth pastor. He was talking to like some older elder, some other elder. And he was like, he was like, hey, do you think um, I can still do miracles? And the youth pastor was like, of course I do. And then the elder said, he was like, well, your prayers are lame. Funny, but like also like at a serious note. Because, Very true. Yeah. Yeah. If we um, aren't praying boldly to Christ, like what mm-hmm. do we expect to get out of it? You know, whenever we're not having that connection with him and we're just like giving him like, as like you would say, just give him a little text, you know, like if um, someone were to like, if you were like to tell someone like, hey, I made it home safe. It's like, hey, God, hi, you know, just like saying like, oh, Lord, bless this food. Amen. Right. You know, that's a lame prayer. Yeah. And um, and we have to know that we weren't on, we're not on this earth to live a comfortable life. No, not like, at all. Yeah, at all. Because God, per, because God, God uses us and people are going to persecute us if we do, mm-hmm. if we do what God tells us to do. Because it says in scripture, and I, and I, Holy Spirit has been on my heart, is like, if you're living for Christ for the, to the fullest, you will be persecuted. We talked about that in the camp. That's a verse. I'm going to try my best to find it. But just knowing that that's how you know if you're doing it right. If you're not comfortable, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable as a Christian, that means you're doing it right. Like, look at the first 
original 12 or even the apostles uh, after that like none of after jesus died none of them leave lived an easy life like oh no uh they were crucified upside down john was thrown into a boiling vat of oil and ended up not dying because god is so good and they cast him out onto a island and then that's when he wrote revelation like yeah it's and, just no, none of them lived easy lives yeah and that that's totally true just looking at the disciples and jesus himself you know he didn't live yeah. an amazing comfortable life i mean he lived a perfect life you know like that's awesome but right. just um you know it says in hebrews that god put him through sorrows and through testings to make him the ultimate high priest it says that in hebrews and that's awesome like God is going to go, I mean, Jesus is going to go what we went through or did go what we yeah. go through. So, so that we can make it out of it alive, that we, that we can do the same thing he can do by the power of the Holy Spirit. But here's that That's, um, scripture. It's um, 2 Timothy 3.12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life, if you're desiring to live a godly life to your fullest in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. That is a prompt. But going back to the dangerous prayers, um, pray boldly. Yeah. You are talking to God like he's your best friend. You know, you mm. can talk to him about your day. You can talk about what you've been struggling with. Yeah. But God wants to know what do you need also because he will give it to you. Right. But here's where, you know, that knock and it will be open, you know, tell him what you need and he will give it to you. Maybe not right now, but here's one right here. Um, Psalms 139. Uh, it's a whole, the whole chapter talks about it, but it says, hey, search me, God, know my heart. Because yeah. like give, give God your heart. Because if, if you are following your heart yourself, you are wrong. Whenever people yeah. oh, man, follow your heart, that is not okay. Because scripture tells us that our hearts are wicked and deceived. But whenever you give God your heart, it's God's heart now, and then you follow God. But whenever you say, search me, God, you feel this conviction over you all the time. And it's the and Holy he's Spirit. Search you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it really does make you open wide. But um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go through these quick. Matthew 6.25 says, break me. Um, there's just good prayer. But it says, God, break my heart for what breaks yours. Yeah. Just a phenomenal prayer. And that prayer right there, prayer. like, you're going to lose friendships. You're going to lose, <laughs> like, you're going to lose people in your life that you thought were close to you. But they're, if they're making you practice or further your relationship from Christ, that is not a godly relationship. Not that you shouldn't be witnessing to them but that you shouldn't allow them to be dragging you down and like like that's what he means by dangerous prayers guys is that yeah. they're dangerous and like you're gonna lose stuff yeah without a doubt and um there you know you can be friends believers and that's whenever it goes witness to them tell yeah. them about jesus but don't go yeah. in too deep of where you're gonna fall and i really think that's where um i was before with the relationship that I had, like a girlfriend, I was like, I could save her. I could date her and I could save her. But it didn't work yeah. out like that, you know. But that's whenever right. you, like, really check yourself and stuff.
But whenever you told God to break your heart for what breaks his, the amount of heartbreak you have for the world, um, I really I really call it like the preacher's heart, a pastor's heart. I haven't I haven't the first time I prayed this prayer in a week, I was like just felt so like down and hurt for the world mm-hmm. and how much people are disrespecting our God, my God. And you know, yeah. um I think also whenever you do that prayer. Are you are you gonna do it for yourself too? And I really do love that prayer a lot. But whenever I prayed that prayer, you know, I felt a lot of heartbreak. But I kept on mm-hmm. asking, I kept on praying that prayer, and then I felt like a lot of judgment after that. I was judging a lot of people. It was just not okay. But make sure if you keep on saying that prayer that you stay on your toes, stay on your shoes. And, and yeah. one more thing. Whenever you say dangerous prayers, whenever you use, whenever you're so deep in the Holy Spirit and the presence of God. That means the devil and the kingdom of darkness is going to come more at work towards you. Oh, yeah. He's going to he come like at you. That. Like, he does not want in, you to be doing any of that because oh, you're God, taking no. away from his quote-unquote kingdom. Like, Yeah, without a doubt. And whenever you, whenever, automatically, whenever you get saved, all your heart that you're saved, you're more attracted to the devil. You know, whenever right. you're not saved, you know God, the devil's like, okay, like, you're not saved. You know, you're, I'm just dra- the devil knows the end plan. The devil knows he's going to lose, but he's just dragging more people down with him. Just know that we have a connection to the most high being mm-hmm. to ever live in the entire universe. Yep. Why would you say such a lame prayer to him, you know? Right. And that's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite worship songs right now is uh, Rattle by Elevation Worship. And uh-huh. one of their... Uh, one of the lyrics in there it says resurrection power runs in my veins too and i can like 100 percent believe that like if jesus wanted or if the holy spirit wanted to work through me and raise someone from the dead because the holy spirit wanted to to show off his power or whatever he needed me to do that for i 100 percent believe that it wouldn't be me raising a person from the dead but i believe that he could work through me and raise this person from the dead because that's oh, what yeah. the Bible says. It's like if you seek him and seek him with your whole heart, like he's going to work through you. And it's. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's whenever people, you know, people pray, you know, all the time, you know, people do take credit for that. And it's just so like selfish. It is. Whenever people like, you know, sometimes people just go to God whenever they need something. Yeah. And whenever and whenever it happens, whenever they get what they prayed for, they just leave them, you know. And whenever they don't get what they pray for, they blame God. Uh huh. And just just because God answers your prayers doesn't mean you should leave him. Don't forget about him once he answers your prayers at all. Right. Because that don't that, take that his grace for to, granted. Yeah, that just comes to the respect. This is what uh-huh. I think about. Just like how powerful God is. Respect him. Like he deserves the respect because right. how powerful he is and what he's what he's done to us. You know, like. He didn't have to do any of this, but he loves us so much. Right. And how much honor you should feel, not because you did this, not because you did this act, not because that you performed this miracle, but that the creator of the universe, God Almighty, decide, decided to work through you Ooh, yeah. and perform this miracle through you. Like how honored you should feel yeah. anyways, just that the creator decided to come through you. Like that, that's what gets me is like, I don't take any, like, not that I've performed any miracles, but like, 
or that God's performing any miracles through me, just like anything that any sort of healing or anything that he does through me, I don't take any of the credit for just because I feel so honored that he has decided to use me as a stepping stone. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Just, just the way he moves through us. Like God chose you. If you are saved, God chose you. He wanted you. Exactly. And you know, God, Oh, he's just, <laughs> God is so cool, man. Let me tell you. He is. I agree. I think that's all we got, man. Just yeah. to wrap, just to summary, God wants us to perform miracles, but that's not without the Holy Spirit. God wants us to intercede on the least, the lost, and the um, mm-hmm. selfish. He wants us to pray for everybody. God wants that deep connection with you. Seek him with your whole heart and pray boldly. Amen. I just want to, I, I just want to thank the, uh, the listeners, man. Just yeah, for real. Everyone who's listening, just what um you are doing for us. Um, even if it's um fifty, even if it's ten, even if it's one, yeah, we're still gonna be doing this because we could be touching that one person's heart. Even if you're listening to this and you're not gonna get out, get anything out of it, there's there could be just that one person. So we're just gonna keep on pushing. Whoever God wants to touch, He's gonna touch. Amen. Keep the faith. So, Amen. So thank you guys for joining in. Uh, mm-hmm. Jory, I will see you next week. See you. Uh, see you guys.